Hello, this is Rabbi Rafal Davidovich, wishing everyone listening to this at the time that it's being released, a Gemara Chasim We're right now in the Aser Simei of Tovshin Pei Beis, which is falling out in the year 2021. And I've been speaking quite a bit over the course of the past week, <clears throat> beginning with Slichos, the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, then throughout Rosh Hashanah and Shabbos Shuva. We're coming to Yom Kippur in a few days. And there were still a number of people who uh, are not yet back in shul, either because they have stayed home because they're concerned, or because they've moved away. We have a number of people in our shul who have moved to the Holy Land in the past year. And uh, some of you, I've always looked forward to sharing my thoughts with you, my explorations of different ideas in Chumash, in Minhag, in Halacha, in Jewish history. And with the new year, I would like to resume doing that. And with your support, and with your letting me know that you're listening, this will give me the chance and the resolve to continue giving these classes on a regular basis. I see myself, with your encouragement, giving a number of classes on different topics uh, several times a week. And I'd like to start today by letting you know something that I said the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah. Before Shoshana, we read Parshas Netzavim, which is almost the shortest Parsha in all of Chumash, with the exception of Parshas Vayelech, which we read uh, this past week. Parshas Netzavim begins with Moshe Rabbeinu assembling the whole Jewish people. And he says, the opening line here is, Atem Nitzavim hayom kulchem lifnei Hashem elokeichem. You are all Nitzavim today before Hashem your God. Now, any time that we have anything other than the usual, more uh, boring, Vaidaber Hashem el Moshe Lemor, God told Moshe to tell the Jews the following, or Moshe just telling the Jews you should do the following, then you know that there's some sort of message over here. Why is there a need sometimes for a more elaborate introduction to an idea? Atem nitzavim hayom kulchem, you are standing, is usually the way that the word nitzavim is translated. And then it goes on to say how everybody is there, meaning all levels, all classes of the Jewish people are all represented, not just represented, they're all literally standing there in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. The leaders of the tribes, the elders, all of the officers, every Jewish man, every Jewish child, every Jewish woman, every new member, they were gerim, they were strangers who joined the Jewish people at this time, including strangers who came from exiled Canaanites, Knanim, who were resolved that they wanted to join the Jewish people before they invaded the Holy Land. And they became choppers of wood and drawers of water. So all of the classes of the Jewish people are represented, and what are they? Moshe Rabbeinu says, Atem Nitzavim, you are standing here. So I never really thought much of the word Nitzavim. It's an interesting choice of word. It was pointed out to me that Shabbos, that there's another very common word that's used to describe standing, and that is Omdim. Omdim literally means also to stand. So what does it mean that we say Nitzavim? So it's been pointed out, the Zohar mentions this, and everybody mentions it, it's obvious, that Parshas Nitzavim is always read on the Shabbos right before Rosh Hashanah. Regardless of how the Parshas break up, 
we always read that line, the Shabbos immediately before Rosh Hashanah. So, what does Nitzavim mean? So I saw a stunning thought in one, literally one of the last, there were the last talks that Lubavitcher Rebbe gave. This was Rosh Hashanah, Erev Rosh Hashanah, this was 1991. So this was to be the last Rosh Hashanah before the Rebbe's stroke. And he looked at the word Nitzavim, and he made a passing comment. It's not even a full Dvar Torah. It's not even a full Sicha. It's not a fully expressed speech. He said, the word Nitzav, besides for being part of what we would think of as the verb meaning to stand, Nitzav is a word that appears in Tanakh. And the wording there, it's in uh, Sefer Malachim, the Book of Kings. Ki Nitzav Melech. There it describes how the country of Edom in the days of King Yehoshaphat, this is in Melachim Bey's uh, Second Kings, as it's called in English. <clears throat> the country of Edom was not an independent area. They were not truly autonomous. They were under the control of Yehuda, of the Jewish people at the time. That was the nature of the politics then. And the Pesach says, Ein melech Edom. There was no king in Edom. Nitzav melech. A Nitzav was a king. What does that mean? So the word Nitzav means it's a form of ruler. Someone pointed out to me in Shul that you could probably use the English word regent to describe it. Possibly you could use the word governor. You could use the word minister. Any of the words, the many words that are used in all languages to describe various forms of rulership, the word Nitzav means a ruler, not a, and not only a ruler, but as the Posig there in Malachim Beis says, Nitzav Melech. Nitzav is synonymous with the word king. Not a total independent king in the manner of an emperor, but still, Nitzav Melech. Nitzav is a ruler. So what Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the Jewish people, and by the way, not just the men. We're used to saying all Jews when referring to a certain portion in the Torah where it's only a reference to men. For example, the census always only counted men. It did not count uh, the women. Here, this Pesach is saying every single Jew, man, woman, child, convert, leader, follower, every single Jew is a king. That's what Atem Nitzavim Hayom Kulchem. And Hayom, the Zohar says, is a reference to Rosh Hashanah. Why is this so? Why is it that every Jew is a king? It's reminiscent of that old Jewish joke of one of the early Jewish prime ministers telling one of the American presidents, saying, Mr. President, you are president over 100 million Americans, but I am prime minister over 2 million prime ministers. And uh, you, one thinks of that line when seeing this line here in Chumash. Why is it that every Jew has to be a king? So this connects very deeply to Rosh Hashanah. Because in Rosh Hashanah, we say over and over again, the, the idea, we express the idea that we're making Hashem king. And one of the ways that it's expressed in one of the prayers on Rosh Hashanah is, keser They will give you a crown of kingship. What does it mean to give God a crown of kingship? If the crown doesn't belong to me, how can I give it to God? You know, we often think, okay, you have the commoners, and what do they do? They appoint a king. The people appoint a king. And then all of, the king, all of a sudden the king has this power. But does the king really have that power? If the people don't have that power, then they can't give the king that power. 
they give you a crown of kingship would not make sense if they themselves did not possess that royalty, that sovereignty. You know, it goes back to that political concept, which is a very large part of political philosophy, that in order for there to be a king who is a sovereign, right, a ruler of his people, the people themselves have to be sovereign if they're going to give the king that sovereignty. If you think of kingship as money, I can't give the king a million dollars if I don't have a million dollars. So we give the king power because that is a power that we possess. Kalal Yisrael, the Jewish people, the totality of the Jewish people, and not only that, every single member of the Jewish people has this capacity, has within himself, within herself, to be a king, to be a monarch, to be sovereign. And we need to know this in order to give over that sovereignty to the king of kings, right? We always think, we always think, Melech Malche Hamlochim is how we refer to God. So what do we think when we say that? Well, we know there's a certain number of kings in the world, presidents, kings, right? Okay, so the king of Saudi Arabia and the king of Bahrain and the queen of the United Kingdom, and we think of the various rulers. But perhaps... I'll suggest now that that power of kingship is something that belongs to every Jew. And this is what we're giving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu becomes, in effect, the Melech Melech Melochim is the emperor of the Jewish people over all of these kings and queens. Which means that we need to take that seriously. If we are giving something to Hashem, we need to realize that we have something of great worth. Perhaps you want to think of the idea in terms of talents, the talents you possess. Right? This person brings this talent to the table. Another person brings another talent. But it goes deeper than merely having a skill or having a talent. It has to do with what you control, what you rule, what you you know, have dominion over in your own life. That you should not take that for granted. That you should realize that you are giving that to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on Rosh Hashanah. And this is why Parshas Netzavim always falls out immediately before Rosh Hashanah. To know that we should know that we have that power. And we are giving it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This was my opening idea before Shoshana. And I hope to share my subsequent thoughts over the course of Shoshana and the Yom Nerayim with you in the coming broadcasts. Thank you all. This is Rabbi Davidovich. Look forward to hearing from you if you listen to this and if you want more of it. If you're interested in, in sponsoring a class, that's also fine. And uh, I wish you all Igmar Chasimatova.